Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. We're joined today by author and editor John Heath. John is the author of a book called Concrete Wedding Cake, What I Have Learned About Motion Picture Editing and Other Stuff. He is a third-generation show business editor, uh, his, uh, going back to his grandfather and his father as well. His grandfather worked in the very beginnings of the film industry in the silent era. His father was an editor in the, during the golden age of television, and John continues that storied tradition in the Heath family. He has been an editor on such shows as St. Elsewhere, L.A. Law, Picket Fences, Bob Newhart, Major Dad, and Warehouse 13. Quite a career, quite an illustrious career in the book, Concrete Wedding Cake. He talks about his the practical and clear approach to motion picture editing based on over 30 years of editing, directing, and producing. John Heath, welcome to Film School. Well, hey, Michael. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. Well, let's give our listeners a little bit of background. I, I mentioned uh, a little bit about uh, the family, sort of the family business that you've been a part of. Uh, and let's go back. Is your uh, grandfather, was, was it Lawrence, your, your grandfather? My grandfather was Frank. 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 Frank Heath. Yeah, Frank Heath. Yep. And he started back in the silent era, back in, um, in New York, uh, Vitagraph Studios, um, and he kind of worked his way up, uh, did props and did all sorts of things, wound up being head of casting uh, for Paramount Studios in New York um, uh, at the beginnings of the Depression. Okay. So yeah. what, do you, based on your sort of the family history, uh, what was it that prompted, how did he get into uh, the business of uh, making motion pictures? <laughs> Well, I think my, my grandfather, um, I think he jumped over the wall so he could get a job because uh, it was the last thing his family wanted him to do. <laughs> it, you know, at that time, it wasn't uh, considered uh, respectable work. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess he was, uh, he was anxious to do it and, uh, you know, um, kind of went about it that way. Okay. Um, so, it, so, he, yeah. so what, what sort of, he was working in the silent era. So, um, yes, it, yeah. Anything that you we... know, I, I yes, I just you know, I just know what my dad told me about his dad, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, he so he he started in the very beginnings of the silent era, doing whatever he could, and then um, he wound up being a after after the depression uh, or during the depression, Paramount uh, closed down in New York, and so he was out of work, and then he eventually made his way out here, and. Um, had to start in the labor gang again um, as a middle-aged man and moved up to um, assistant director, working for mostly uh, for uh, Michael Cortez, uh, the famous uh, director. People will know him from one of the great films of all time, Casablanca, and other yes. great work as well. Yes. But, uh, yeah. So Frank um, Frank starts down his road, as uh, down his path, if you will, as, a, as an uh, editor, and other right. and involved in other motion picture uh was was your your dad frank i mean sorry i'm sorry lawrence was he was it expected that he, it sounds like there would have been a lot more uh uh leniency in terms of him pursuing this uh, as a career path uh what was your father's experience as an editor well i think dad um 
dad got into it just uh, before the war, before World War II, as a young man. And um, uh, unlike the rest of his siblings, um, dad was not particularly academic. Um, and so I, I think um, he was looking for uh, a, a di- different way to make a living, and I think his dad helped him out, and, uh, and uh, Frank um, got dad a job as an apprentice editor hauling film and doing splicing uh, before the war. Okay. And then he went into the war and then came back out and, and got back into the business. Now, your father, I, I, for uh, people who are aficionados of, of some of the greatest uh, TV shows of that era, the golden era, what's called the golden era of television, will certainly mm-hmm. know Burns and Allen. Uh, what was his Burns role? and Allen. That was his big break in editing. Uh, he started out doing um, sound effects and music. Now, you think sound effects on a show like that isn't much, but back then, um, they didn't shoot um, Burns and Allen before a live audience. Uh, for anybody that's seen the show, uh, the, the, the act for Burns and Allen, Gracie Allen had a lot of very tough dialogue to remember. It was, uh, it was this kind of convoluted Gracie logic. Right. So uh, to make it easy on her, they shot with two cameras without an audience. And uh, the big sound effects job was to uh, cut in laughs. And his first job was, uh, you know, cutting in laughs from uh, Stock Laugh Library. And uh, so, so um, he did that and music. And, um, and then um, after a couple of years, he finally got a break to uh, move up to editing, cutting picture. So, so now you have two generations of the Heaths involved in the film industry, motion pictures, and editing. Uh, did you, what was sort of, what was your journey, if you will? What, what, what was it that well, brought you to, to, to the point where you, you, you decided to pursue this as a, as a career? Well, yeah, my, we, there were, you know, there were six kids in my family and a uh, nice Irish Catholic family in Burbank. And um, my, my poor mother was uh, overwhelmed with us at times. And, and uh, being one of the younger ones, um, and uh, I would sometimes I would go to work with my dad, uh, especially during the summer and uh, on Saturdays, because back then he would work on Saturdays. And um, he would take me to work, and I was amenable to it. And I that's how I got exposed to the cutting room. Um, you know, I would sit behind him and uh, watch him cut, or I would just explore the uh, the studio, the the. Uh, the studio on on days when they weren't shooting, and sometimes well, I would go in when they were shooting too. But uh, so it was kind of my uh, it was kind of my babysitting, my nursery school right. to start well, out. I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with John Heath. John is a, a, an editor, uh, an author as well. The the book is uh, Concrete Wedding Cake: What I've Learned About Motion Picture Editing and Other Stuff. Uh, were you were you immediately drawn to the idea of being in this business, and was there something specific about editing? What, what when your what was your reaction at going in on Saturday with Dad? What would you think? Well, I you know I, it's interesting. It's, I, I, it wasn't like a, I was driven to be in films. I think I expected that I would probably get a job in films one day. Mm-hmm. I, I just kind of grew up around it. I was. Um, I have another brother who got into uh, television. Uh, he's much younger than I am, but at the time, I was the only one that showed any interest at all. And um, uh, but but truly, I, I didn't really have any drive to go to film school or do anything like that. I just uh, 
you know, I was just a, a kid, and it was part of my life. But um, as I got older, I got more interested into it, you hmm. know, and uh, um, just, uh, you know, when, when I wasn't doing well in, in college, um, I had an opportunity to get a job as an apprentice editor, and um, seeing that I didn't have uh, an academic future, much like my father, uh, I jumped at it. Yeah, yeah. You your your story at your uh, as an apprentice is quite. Uh, t- you 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 were in the right place at the right time in terms of quality um, productions, television productions that were going on. Uh, tell us a little bit about your introduction with was this, and I got this right with MTM Mary Tyler Moore Productions. One of my first jobs as an apprentice was at Mary Tyler Moore, and it was kind of in their heyday. They were doing Mary Tyler Moore and Bob Newhart and Rhoda, and Phyllis, um, and they had a couple of other hour dramas. Um, while I was there, they were they started doing uh, Lou Grant, and then later White Shadow and St. Elsewhere. But yeah, I, so I, I, I got to be uh, an observer of some pretty incredible uh, creative people. Um, Jim Brooks, Alan Burns, um, yeah. you know, just the, the list goes on. Yeah, J- yeah, Brooks. I mean, Mike. Yeah, just quite a quite a a, a, a incubator for someone to be around those that, that um, um, really very uh, you know creative people. These people, uh, obviously, the that wasn't just the it was the volume, but the quality of the work that they were turning out in that era. That is pretty remarkable um, for that. You're starting to work as a, you're just a little walk us through a little bit about getting to the point where you're an editor. Yeah. Well, um, the job of an apprentice at MTM uh, allowed me uh, lots of opportunities to um, work with the editors at that time. I would uh, I got in trouble for it a lot, but I would go in and watch the editors cut and ask them questions. Um, and uh, so, and they were all they were all very uh, amenable to it, and and sharing, and um, and and so I actually got a really great education even before I started editing, working with some fantastic editors who were doing that kind of work at the time, the sitcom work. What What do you find most appealing about? The word. Okay, T- TV is different than motion pictures, and for our audience, maybe describe it, it's a significant difference, and tell us why why that is. What 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 about editing for TV as opposed to editing editing for film? Well, I, to start with, the, the sitcom world is is shot uh, proscenium style with now four even five cameras uh, before an audience usually, and. Um, the, the cameras are all ru- uh, running at the same time, and so um, back then we we would get the four or five rolls of film and run it in a in a, a movieola uh, that had you know four or five heads on picture heads in one soundtrack, and we'd mark which angle we wanted to be in um, at e- for each moment, and uh, then the assistant would kind of cut it together, and then we you, you'd review it. I think uh, moving into into single camera or the more you know the yeah. uh, dramatic uh, shows it's 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 like um, it's kind of like movies but only kind of hyper uh, much faster pace a uh, lot less coverage um, 
you know, um, they'll do, rather than one or two pages a day, they'll do 12 pages a day. Yeah. They were doing that when I was when I was uh, working in uh, early days of television. Well, that, that's just in, a, in, the, in the film where that that's warp speed in, in a, on a film set to be doing right. That. So you, you, you're you're making choices, quick choices, based on a lot of times um, more in, instinctive rather than preparation. Although you know you you have time to prepare, things change. You have to adapt. And, and, and so the shooting and, and the editing style kind of uh, goes along with the, um, the shooting style, goes along with the editing, um, in that um, you get a lot more film uh, each day than you would in a feature. Yeah. And you have to cut it faster. Uh, back then, we were doing first cuts after, uh, you know, four days, four or five days, um, Nowadays, we're giving we're 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 uh, showing first cuts uh, maybe a day or two after the last days of dailies. Well, that has a lot to do with the technology, digital technology, and the ability to see this stuff and e- immediately syncing and all the rest of it is so much easier. I assume today. Yeah, a- absolutely, absolutely. Um, we're getting more film because they're they're shooting with more cameras. Usually, we're usually getting four or five hours a day. Where I, when I first started cutting, I would maybe get a you know, I, an hour was a big day, yeah. um, but the mechanics of it were much more difficult. So now we can we can review four hours, especially if it's multi-camera, much faster and access it and cut it. And you know, this, so the mechanics are much better now. Much much it's much easier to go through that kind of film um, than it, than it was back then. But it's still a pretty hectic pace. <laughs> it's, still, it's a very it's, hectic pace. <laughs> well, with with the um, what they've done now, the way uh, television editing has changed now, is that with most shows, um, you have to do um, a full sound effects pass and and temp in music, a music, uh, a score for the for the for the show um, within that time frame. Which, but when we were um, cutting back in the 70s and 80s, and even the 90s, we were just expected to use we just used the one track the dialogue track, and the picture, and that's all we cut. Fantastic. And so when you ran a first cut, there was no sound effects and music in it. We're speaking... I'm sorry. We're speaking with John Heath. He's the author, editor and author, but the author of the book, uh, Concrete Wedding Cake, what I learned about motion picture editing and other stuff. Um, In the time we have left, what what prompted you to uh, write a book about editing? Um, What was it that you felt like that you needed or felt comfortable talking about and why write the book well i I, i've done lots of things i've cut i've produced i've directed and um i uh, you know i have you know it's been a 40-year career since i first had my first apprentice job and during that time i've seen a lot of a lot of editing i've seen a lot of other people's editing and um i noticed that while there was plenty of good editing there was an awful lot of bad editing and i i just started to think in recent years what was it about these people why were they making bad choices mm-hmm. and so i started to um, write down some ideas and and i came up with what i think is a and a a good approach 
to making good uh, editing choices. Okay. And I, I just wanted to share that with, with the world. Well, again, in, 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 a, in a very real sense, there are a lot more editors out in the world today than ever before, given the, uh, the, the, the consumer packages like Avid and, and Final Cut, et cetera, et cetera, where a lot of people are out there doing their small projects and indie films and all the rest of it. Uh, yeah, it's good to get that perspective. And as you said, with your history and background and, uh, and your approach and having seen this r- remarkable technological transition over these last 40 years. Right. And, and the thing about it is, no matter what the technology, uh, making good editing choices is, is still based on the same things. And, and for me, it's, it's basically uh, the best way to tell a story. Yeah. Now, in, in dealing with dozens and dozens of directors, um, is there something that, as an editor, you're hoping for in terms of approach, attitude, uh, you know, temperament. Is there something that di- differentiates a, a director? Because as an editor, you're working v- extremely closely with a director on, on a lot of these projects. What are you lo- right. What are you hoping for when you sit down with a director uh, and and you begin working with them? Um. Well, first you hope they, they like what you did. <laughs> okay. But um, what you're looking for is if you didn't give them what they wanted that they have a clear vision of what they want Mm -hmm. and that they're able to communicate um, what they're looking for. And um, that, you know, and it isn't always how to edit something, but what they, what they had in mind or what they envisioned. And in many, most of the time when you're talking to an editor and you say, well, this is what I was going for in this scene. And the editor can go, okay, I can deal with that. Now I need to spend more time on this person and see this and, 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 and play these emotions more, or I need to tighten it up with whatever you have to do. So I think that's what an editor needs most from a director. All right. Well, in addition to being an editor, you've also directed uh, a film called Last Night In. Um, when you were directing this, and you also have directed some plays as well, when you were I, plays are different, obviously, in that it's real time. Right. You're not editing necessarily. It may be in your in your head, but when you're directing a film, are you hearing um, John Heath, the editor, in your head? Are you or are you focused on what you're trying to achieve as a director? How how do you wear those hats when when you know as an uh, as an editor what you like? Is that what? How does that interplay for you? Well, I think where it helps me the most, uh, first of all. Um, as far as blocking actors and camera, <clears throat> I can block them for, because everything, you know, shooting films is about preparation for editing. They, you know, camera angles and, 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 and movement and everything, it's all about what you're going to do with it later on. It, it doesn't play, it, you're right, it doesn't play like a play in, in a wide proscenium. We, we use the, you know, we use the different angles. So I think that helps me with, um, like I said, uh, blocking actors and blocking camera, uh, so so I will be able to utilize the angles best. Mm-hmm. And then the other way it helps me is that when I get into trouble, uh, maybe it's time, uh, maybe I have to drop shots because we're running out of time. Um, okay, what do I? What's what's the minimum I need for a scene? And mm-hmm. I can say, okay, I can 
I can shoot it with this and this and this, and I don't need that because um, you don't want to get burned later on in the cutting room. Yeah. Well, all of this is very valuable information. John uh, Heath speaks with a tremendous amount of experience over 40 years as an editor and as and, and now as an author, Concrete Wedding Cake, what I learned about motion picture editing and other stuff. Uh, you can find that on Amazon. John, tell people if they're interested in finding out more about you and, and your work, uh, what uh, website? Uh, the website is uh, concreteweddingcake.com. Okay. Um, and uh, And there's also a Facebook page. Uh, for uh, concrete wedding cake, and um, and there's you know uh, people can go to the uh, website, and if they want to ask me any questions, um, you know I will I will uh, be more than willing to answer them. Now, um, am I I don't want to give away too much, but do you want to tell us why it's called concrete wedding cake, or is that something people should learn when they read the book? No, I don't mind at all. It's actually a really tough title to, to sell, but I but I love it. I, I love it. It's an old editor joke. Um, the story goes that a um, editor was watching dailies with the producers and the director, and everybody was in awe of how beautiful the the dailies were, and how great they were. And um, when the dailies were over, um, the editor walked out, and somebody came up to him and said, "Well, how were dailies?" And um, he said, well, they were concrete wedding cake. Uh, beautiful to look at, impossible to cut. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a great story, John. All right. Well, and they... it's an old editor joke because many times film looks great, but then when you get in the cutting room, it just this, these two pieces of film just aren't going to go together. And I, I've had situations like that where I, I, these two pieces of film will just never go together. And so, so it, you know, it's that kind of job. All right. You know. Well, that's excellent. Well, thank you so much for being a part of Film School. Uh, we we try to impart knowledge as well as interview our film directors and such. So we uh, thank you. This has uh, been uh, a, a great uh, way to um, talk about editing. I don't get a chance to talk a, a lot about it. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that you're able to find some time to be on Film School today. Well, it was great fun. Thanks for, thanks for having me. All right. Take care, John. That was John Heath, the, uh, the editor, author. The, the, the book is uh, Concrete Wedding Cake, what I've learned about motion picture editing and other stuff. Thanks, John. Take care. Thank you. Bye. All right. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.